This is an Australian Museum podcast. Welcome to Amplify, a regular conversation featuring Australian Museum Director and CEO Kim McKay, speaking to researchers, scientists and other fascinating people from behind the scenes at the Australian Museum. Welcome to the Australian Museum's regular podcast, Amplify. I'm Kim McKay, Director and CEO of the Museum, and it's my great pleasure to welcome you back again as we go on a journey talking to all sorts of people who work here at the Australian Museum, the nation's first museum based in Sydney. Now, in previous podcasts, we've spoken to a lot of our scientists, but of course, that's only half of the story of the Australian Museum. We're a public museum with lots of exhibitions and exciting programming going on here all the time. So today I'm thrilled to welcome Stephen Alderton, the Director of Programs, Exhibitions and Cultural Collections at the Australian Museum. Welcome, Stephen. Hi, Kim. It's good to have you. Now, I must say, though, we talk to each other a lot because you've been at the museum now for over five years and you've contributed so significantly in that time to the transformation we've been doing here, particularly in terms of the different exhibitions on the floor. Has that been a challenging time to oversee that? It's been a challenging but really enjoyable time. I tell the team every day, isn't it amazing we get up in the morning and we go to the city of Sydney and we make exhibitions and we get exhibitions out of our cultural collections, our science collections, and we translate them, make them accessible to the public. It's a great thrill and privilege to be able to do so. It really is. In fact, you and I were in the back of a taxi the other day together talking about a T-Rex and we were talking about how to fit it into the museum and I remember the cab driver turning to us and saying, where do you people work? Because it is so exciting, isn't it? It is, it is. And I guess, you know, when you make exhibitions in a museum or a gallery, wherever it is, it's a, it's a great privilege to be able to, to, to mould a, a public, uh, something that public can come and see and be part of. But here at the Australian Museum, it's even more special because we have such significant collections and across so, such diversity from scientific collections to cultural collections and to bring them all together. And at the moment, we're looking at how we can transform the museum. So you take all those amazing objects and you think about best practice ways we can show and present these ideas as we bring them all together. Well, that's really challenging, isn't it? Because people come to the museum maybe once a year or some the people who are members come much more frequently. But then, of course, crowds come in for special exhibitions for the big blockbusters, some of which we bring in from overseas, some of which are created locally by us. And you've got to really entertain people at the same time, haven't you? You do, you do. So here and overseas, when we tour our exhibitions, we need to think about how we can grab public's attention, but even when we bring them in here as well. So we're we're always thinking about the audience, and that's the primary purpose why we get up in the morning, and that's for audience. But the, the big thing for us is making our collections and our exhibitions accessible where it's really complex to make them accessible and to an extent to an extent where public can can engage with them so we're not dumbing them down we're making them much more interesting and engaging and the big thing for us here is to base our exhibitions on rigorous science contemporary science so everything's 
authentic and factual. And then on top of that, we overlay it with a really amazing level of engagement in multimedia. Okay, so you've come to the Australian Museum from really a background in arts and culture and transitioned into the museum world. So I think I can detect a bit of an accent there. Uh, So are you a New Zealander originally, Steve? Yes, yes, for many years. And I'm very supportive of my colleagues across the ditch. And uh, I guess what I really hold on to from New Zealand is that biculturalism approach. And you see that in a few of their museums and how we present and respect uh, Indigenous or First Peoples culture. And um, I think that's the way uh, all museums should be heading, and it's certainly the way we are here, and you can see that in our Garagarang exhibition. And so on, on, a, on a higher kind of cultural level, that kind of respect and understanding of Indigenous people, but also an understanding of where your audiences are coming from. So our Nature Photographer of the Year exhibition, which we opened very recently, has a second language when you go through it, so it's English and Mandarin as well. We're going to come back to that in a moment, but I think that issue of biculturalism in a museum like ours that has such a significant Pacific and Australian Aboriginal collection is so important. We could really take a leaf out of the book of the New Zealanders. In fact, do you know I was at the shocking uh, Wallabies match the other night when we went down very badly to New Zealand, but the respect for the Maori culture is so great and I really think we could learn from that experience. Absolutely, and certainly our staff here at the museum uh, within the Pacific Collection and and within programming uh, certainly hold on to those ideals as well. But I think um, what's what's interesting for a museum like ours when you look at a biculturalism, it, it doesn't just translate over culture, it translates over the science collections as well. And there's, a, there's this kind of a, a Western science um, interpretation or understanding or, or facts. And then there is Indigenous and First Peoples science and knowledge. And you can also bring in a citizen science element too. So it's um, absolute uh, Western science facts, then Indigenous knowledge, and then bring your audience and people in with citizen science as well. Now, I know you finished your schooling in Brisbane and then you went on to study at the Queensland College of Art, which took you on a journey through some amazing regional galleries across Queensland and New South Wales. Uh, I think you had quite a long time at the Lismore Regional Gallery, which is very famous. Yes, yes. So I graduated Queensland College of Art, then I ran my my own artist-run initiative, then I worked at the Institute of Modern Art in Brisbane, then Wagga City Art Gallery, Bundaberg Art Centre, uh, Redland Art Gallery, Lismore Regional Gallery, then Kasula Powerhouse in Western Sydney. So I've travelled a lot in, up and down the East Coast. We could either say that you've got vast experience in the regions or didn't pay your taxes locally. Wow. <laughs> or skip the rent. No, no, yes. not at all. I know that uh, regional galleries are so important in Australia. I mean, we have very dispersed populations and yet these local galleries, often funded by, through local government and state grants, are vitally important, aren't they? Absolutely. So if you look at, at uh, cultural infrastructure across uh, Australia, there's, there's two main important parts of each town. One is your regional gallery and regional libraries, regional galleries and regional museums, and then your library. And the two of those, the gallery and the museum, or the library really hold the cultural 
uh, fabric of those towns together with other performing arts centres and and um, festivals and things like that. But most regional centres have your regional gallery and museum and your regional library as the core platform of culture throughout. And certainly the work we've been doing over the last few years, working with regional galleries and regional museums and keeping places and libraries, in touring our our exhibitions, but also touring our, uh, our uh, conservation staff, taking our scientists, taking our, our people to speak um, at conferences throughout the regions, and then also building up a way where we can create a two-way dialogue with regional galleries. So, so you see a lot more relationship between us and regional galleries and museums as we bring them into the museum and we start working with them a lot more. So, in fact, I think the Australian Museum's audience is even larger in the regions with our touring exhibitions than it even is here on site. It is, it is. Two years ago, we had 625,000 people see exhibitions from Australian Museum. Last year, 480,000, so um, slightly more than we have here on site. And next year will be a bumper year. And, and within two to three years, it'll be about one and a half million people. That's because we're going to be touring exhibitions. So let me just ask you, what does it take to get an exhibition onto the floor here? Well, the first thing it takes is a great idea. And I always say a great idea is free. And that's a good place to start when you start planning exhibitions. So once you've got a great idea and you realise your collections and you realise the, the, the ability, the, the, um, what's available within your collections, and then you apply that to your knowledge so we have a lot of amazing scientists here and um, cultural practitioners so then you think about what ultimately will audience be interested in and it always comes back to audience for me and a great idea. Fantastic and of course you've got a wonderful team who actually execute the build of the exhibitions and design them and curate them and uh, come up with great products. Tell me about what are your f three favourite exhibitions you've been involved in here? Well, that'd be very difficult to say, um, but certainly Garagarang, uh, Sea Country, we built a few years ago now, uh, and a little bit more recently, Wild Planet, um, and the touring exhibition Tyrannosaurs Meet the Family. Tyrannosaurs Meet the Family won an Australian Exhibition Award, uh, proved very popular and will be incredibly successful in the North American market. We'll see it open in North America in January. Well, that is exciting, and that's a whole other story that we'll, we'll get to in the future. But at the moment, we've got a really beautiful exhibition on that just opened, Australian Geographic's Nature Photographer of the Year. Tell us about that. Well, that's been an extraordinary journey for us. Uh, we used to host another photography, wildlife photography exhibition, and we, we thought, you know, we really should be, as the Australian Museum, presenting uh, images of our region. Australia, the Pacific, Antarctica, up to PNG, out to New Zealand, down to, down, down, down to Antarctica, our bioregion. And we should really be heralding our great wildlife photographers of Australia and our region and promoting them. It's a bit like our Archibald for photographers. And this is an exhibition originally conceived by the South Australian Museum and we've been able yes. to now bring it to Sydney simultaneously. And I must say those images are spectacular. They really pop, don't they? 
Certainly do. And I must say, um, Amanda and Catherine within the team have done an extraordinary job, and Clarice, in designing that exhibition. We have been given the photographs from South Australian Museum, uh, working in partnership with them. They own the exhibition, but we've designed it here in Sydney, and uh, Amanda Tier has done an extraordinary job. But when you go into it, it really transports you into another world. I mean, even the way you've lit that exhibition, I know that's your special expertise is that presentation, but I think it's one of the most beautiful photographic exhibitions I've ever seen. Yeah, so, so we want to... We want to uh, transport the visitor. It's not just about seeing photos, it's about being part of an experience. So you're in there, you're part of it. We take you on a journey through um, a moving image, right through around the nine different categories. And we want you to really feel those images. I guess also we spend a lot, a lot of time uh, on printing each one of them so you can see the absolute clarity that the photographer wanted to get to you. And even the junior section of the competition is amazing. Here you see an eight-year-old who's photographed the most amazing lizard with such vibrancy and intelligence. And then even dear departed Steve-O and his son Bob, Robert, has photographed the teeth of a crocodile. It is extraordinary. And for the first time um, ever, uh, such a young person is featured on, such a young person's photograph is featured on the front of Australian Geographic, um, he's only 15 and that came out of, he entered this competition and Australian Geographic saw it and thought, wow, what a great image, we'll put it on the cover. And it's of an incredible yellow snake and I must say to be only 15 years of age and have your photograph featured on the cover of Australian Geographic magazine is certainly something that young photographer can put in his portfolio forever and as well as bringing friends and family here to the Australian Museum or the South Australian Museum at the moment to see that extraordinary exhibition. Uh, it's a great credit to you and your team for really creating something that has such significance. So what's next, Stephen? Well, we've just um, reopened our search and discover space. We've, um, uh, That's the space where you can touch things, which I love. So I yes. can touch all the animals. Yes. So we closed it for a couple of weeks so we could reinvent the space. And that is kind of the core of the museum. That's, that's our heartbeat there, where you can see our collection, you can learn the knowledge from the museum, and you can touch it, and our staff can talk with you about what's going on, the, the seasons, how they change in Sydney, right through to if you turn up with a, a little skink and they can tell you what it is. That's right. It's a great opportunity to bring in spiders and other lovely creatures you might find in the garden and have them... Uh, defined by the staff at the Australian Museum. Stephen Alderton, thank you so much for joining us today and giving us a little bit of an insight in what it takes to make a great exhibition. Thank you for listening and we'll join you on Amplify again soon. This has been an Australian Museum podcast.